0: This is the first, the f- the, the fir- You can take a seat. <laughs> when Pastor Jay asked me to um to do one of these messages, I was like, yeah, sure. And then I realized that he asked me to do the first one, and I was like, oh, usually I g- Pastor Jay does the first one, and then I can I c- say, so now I got an idea of where Pastor Jay wants us to go. Um, but yeah, today we're gonna t- tackle some real stuff. Amen. Awesome. Okay, why don't we open up in prayer, and and, and then we'll start. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you are awesome, powerful, and mighty God, and there's nothing in this world that you cannot do, that you cannot remedy, that you cannot fix, that you cannot move over. So we just declare this right now, and as we we tackle these subjects, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will be among us, that your Holy Spirit will speak, Lord Father, and that your Holy Spirit will just touch the hearts of your people and open up their ears uh, to hear what and take what they need to take in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. So the struggle is real. It is awesome. So as as you heard, what Pastor Jay, um was giving a little introduction is that we're going to talk about topics that we don't generally talk about in the church. Yeah. Amen. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing for as a body to be in that position where we can have conversations about what previously maybe we wouldn't have. And I think that speaks a lot about where we are as a house and where we've come. Um, and so. Prepared to be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we are. We honestly believe that this is exactly what the church and the body of Christ needs. For too long, things have been hid under the carpet, not being addressed, yeah. and there's consequences to that. And those are not positive consequences. And so what we are hoping by this season or this ser, uh, series is that we will uh, create a space where we are able to have those conversations and deal with the issues that previously we have failed to deal with correctly. And when I say we, I mean the the broader church. Amen? Amen. So um, this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about depression. Um, I, I say that ready right on the front. If we say anything that... Um, resonates with you and you need support, we encourage you to come and have a conversation with us. We also encourage you to reach out to any other support network systems that you have in store. And it's not just for this, it's for every other topic that we cover this morning. Amen. Um, when I was writing this message, well, to be honest, I was going to do an easier message um, that was about unex- unrealistic expectations. Um, but then that didn't happen. And so now we're talking about about, uh, depression. Um, And and I think, you know, one of the the, the issues that we have um, around depression is that there's just a a huge misconception around what depression actually is. And it's partially because we all have our own lived experiences. We've all gone through loss. We've all gone through systems of grief. And we've all found our own way to cope with it. And we think that everybody is very similar to us. And therefore, everyone should respond in the same way. And if this worked for me to get over my loss and my grievances, this should work to get over yours. And people are unique and different, and that's not necessarily how things work. And so while that may have worked for me, you may be on your own journey. Yeah. And you need to find your own tools to get over that. Amen? And it's when we get that misconceptions that people struggle. And they are th- uh, so that, you know, that's the first thing that I feel like we've gotten wrong in, in the body of Christ. Because we painted everybody with one brush. And that's just not true. Amen? We are all unique. We are all different. Um, the second thing I, I, I feel is we've got this and we've developed this expectation of what it means to be Christian that it actually creates a barrier to what it means to be real. Right. Amen? Well, and so what I'm hoping this morning is that we're pulling down some of those expectations and some of those barriers because it's just not realistic. Yeah. And we like to talk about things like depression, and anxiety, but we like to have this conversation when it's too late. Yeah. And so my hope for today and for all the series is that we set a platform and a foundation to have these conversations before anything serious happens. Yeah, right. Amen. And I think we can all resonate with what I mean when I say it's too late. When we start having these conversations. Amen. Um, and so what I am hoping to do this morning is to use this, the, the, the word of God. What I feel like God is hoping to do this morning is to pull down some of those negative stereotypes. Um, that we have and perhaps create a a new foundation and understanding for what it is that depression is and how we can cope and how we can manage that. Amen? Um, So, again, I'm not going to give you five scriptures and this is like five scriptures do this and your depression will be cured Nah, because i don't think i don't think god and the scriptures is the problem i think we are the problem and when i say we i don't mean me going through depression i mean us that are not going through depression we sometimes create barriers for those that are struggling with things amen and so we need to get that right because we stand on the altar and we we say lord pull down these strongholds pull down these barriers but then just as quickly as god pulls them down we build them back up again Amen? Because it's true, right? And we do it in the small little ways that we communicate with people. When someone comes up because they're going through a, a difficult situation, we say, harden up. That's right. You know, and someone's going through the entire experiences and it's difficult for them, and we brush it off. Oh, <laughs> uh, um... um, um. I think that's a universal issue, Pastor. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so what I'm hoping that we do today is just challenge our own mindsets around what grief is and dealing with grief and, and, and walking through uh, some of these uh, taboo topics. Um, the first, and the way we're going to do it is we're going to look at different scriptures in the Bible where individuals within the Word of God had struggled with similar things. Amen? So that we understand that this is not a new thing. Yeah. Depression didn't just wake up yesterday or, or five years ago. Yeah. It's not something that's being spurred by technology because we've now got all phones and, and Instagrams and social medias. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that does play a part. That, that sets up very unrealistic expectations of what our lives should be because we see people or what we call the highlight reels of people's lives and we try and compare our journey to that and that doesn't help. But it's not something that is new. And it's not something that's uncommon. And you can be a born-again, spiritual leader and still go through right. the, the struggles of depression. And that's okay. Just like if you were injured yourself outside, it's okay. Yeah. Right? We, when it comes to mental health um, and physical health, it's, I, I sometimes get really like perplexed by the differences. Because if you were to get physically hurt, you will treat that injury. But if you are mentally struggling, we tend not to want to treat that. We tend to want to hide that. And so that it's like, mm, and we've got to start treating this as the same thing. It is a, a, a mental health issue. Yep. Amen. And so we're going to take a look at some scriptures within the Bible where uh, mighty men of God had gone through and struggled with some similar things. Hoping that that spreads light and creates a platform where we feel like we can have conversations about this in a, 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 in a way that is good and inducive. Um. I want to start off by saying, and we're going to go through those scriptures. But I want to just make sure that we all are in the same um, place with the actual definitions of like depression and stuff like that. I mean, um, so there's two types of depression that we talk about. There is the mild depression, which is what all of us can go through if we are struggling with situations and circumstances. And then there's the clinical depression. And if I talk really fast, just like stop me and say slow down, okay? Um, which is uh, uh, a, a mental health, a much more severe mental health issue. For both of these, my first approach is that, look, if you're struggling with something, seek support and seek help. I mean, you don't have to go through this journey by yourself. You don't have to do it alone. There's a range of different things and uh, systems that is there to support you through that. We don't have to wait, especially with mental health, we don't have to wait for things to be falling apart before we seek support and seek help. Um, And I'll use myself as an example. Obviously, I work in um, sexual harassment prevention. Sexual abuse prevention, well, I don't do that anymore, but I kind of do, but I work in an area and a topic that is quite difficult. We hear stories and situations that is, that is challenging for people to hear, and so I go and I get supervision. Not because I'm struggling, because this is what we do to make sure that we are looking after our health and our well-being. So if you are concerned, it's okay to seek support, it's okay to get help, it's okay to see a counselor, or a supervisor, or anything else, let's pull that barrier down straight away, okay? Because that seems to be an issue that people have. I don't wanna go to a psychologist because what are people gonna think or say? Okay, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you're speaking to me, I did what, six, seven years of psychology, if you can speak to me, you can speak to an actual psychologist, okay? That's the same thing it's different but it's the same thing yeah and so we just want to i just want to put that out on the forefront as well right that it's okay to seek support and seek help there's, there's nothing wrong with that amen and so we got to stop with the jokes that suggest that there's something is wrong with that because sometimes our jokes speak louder than what our actual messages do yeah, that's right. i mean like i can stand in front of the pulpit and i can do an awesome message of depression and then go and make a joke outside that's going to yeah. devalue the entire sermon And the same applies for each and every one of us. There is power in our words. The Bible tells us our tongue is like a rudder that will steer a ship. And it doesn't matter whether the words we say is a joke or whether the words we say is coming from the pulpit. They are words and they are powerful. Amen? Awesome. So there's those two types of depressions. um, And we encourage you, seek support if you're concerned about yourself or if you're concerned about somebody else. Now, let's get this. right. There is no... um, there's no list of symptoms for depression that everybody has to get. There's a list of symptoms, but you don't have to have all of them. You don't have to have some of them. It's not an exhaustive list. You don't have to tick. It's not a tick box, right? Because everyone's experiences is going to be different, right? And there's no one way that this starts, okay? There's a l- range of different things that can trigger it for different people, and there's a lot of different things that uh, also may impact whether you experience depression or not, right? Yeah? Awesome. And so w- when you are going through and when you are, 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 are having a troubled time or a difficult time and someone comes up to you and says, this is not what I'm going through, or they ask you, oh, have you ha- do you have this symptoms? Do you have these experiences? And you're like, no, then they can't say you don't have depression. I mean, because it's a range of different things. Some of the things is um, sleep, uh, it's f- uh, feelings of uh, uh, feelings of grief. Anxiety is a part of it. Um, Intrusive thoughts, which is thoughts about things that you just can't get rid of. Um, And it may go along the line of saying you're not worthy, you're not valued, nobody wants you, you don't fit in. And no matter how hard you try, these thoughts don't go away. And so there's a range of different things, and these thoughts all look different and are different. And I just want to, and I'm telling you all this just so that you can get an idea that it's not going to be the same for everybody. Okay, it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. Um, and the way that it starts is also going to be different. And I, 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 I mentioned earlier that people go through things like grief. right? Um, we go through loss and we experience pain and we experience trauma. These are natural emotions that we as humans go through and feel. When you lose someone that is important in your life, That is real. Yeah? God gives us these emotions so that we can grow and develop as individuals, as people, as humans. If we did not have the ability to experience grief, we would not be able to appreciate the love of the people around us. And so these feelings, you know, the Bible tells us that there's a season for everything under the sun in Ecclesiastes. Everything that we go through, every season, every emotion, there's a purpose for that. Yeah. No, and sometimes getting over those emotions take longer for some than others. And sometimes that can be a challenge. And this is where uh, depression comes in. And this is the start of those. It's w- maybe working a little bit longer through some of those um, harder emotions than others. Amen? Yeah? And when we get to that, th- those places where we feel as if we are uh, maybe hanging along onto grief too long, whether we are um, dealing with other things that are going within our lives, whether it's stress, wor- work and stress is another um, number one major contributor of, of feelings of depression. Um, there are things that we can do to help get us through those journeys. Yeah. Okay, um, And at the end, I'm going to give you a couple of things um, that I feel like resonates both with what the world is saying is good for depression, but also comes in the Word of God. You know, we, we sometimes put a lot of credit on, oh, I, you know, um, these are the studies that said it's good. But a lot of the time, the Bible also touches on some of those things as well. right? For example, and I'll, I'll throw one of the three that I'm going to give you. The, the Bible talks about our body as a temple of the living God. And so therefore, as our bodies are temples of the living God, we need to take time and care and energy into looking after our bodies. And yes, it's not going to fix the problem, but it's going to go a long way in helping with dealing with those experiences that we are facing. Amen. And so, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. But yeah, that's all we're going to do. Amen. (laughs) Awesome. So. But look, we've passed the introduction. We're in the message already. Um, and so one of the, 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 the first things that I, I want to highlight or people that I want to highlight that has gone through um, what we call similar um, instances of depression is David. So David was a mighty man of God, and we all know him. We all talk about him. He wrote one of the most um, awesome scriptures, and I'm trying to find it in my notes. He wrote one of the most awesome scriptures, Um in the Bible, Psalms 42, um, I think we all know it. But we sometimes quote the nice parts about it, but we don't necessarily go through the entirety of the scripture. And at the very end, you know, he talks about, and I'm going to read you his words. He goes, why have you forgotten me? He's talking to God. This is a man that, that lived with God, that Played his harp in the fields that grew up knowing and, and and worshiping and spending time with God and he goes I say to God my rock why have you forgotten me why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy my bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me saying to me all day where is your God why my soul are you downcast Look at the language that he's using. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will praise him, my Savior and my God. You know, w- w- he goes on because Psalm 43 is just as um, uh, powerful to express what he's going through and what he's feeling at the moment. But he's going through some really, really, inter- I say, interesting emotions. But at the same time, he's still giving God praise and glory. And so sometimes we can walk with God and still have to go through the emotions that that comes with that. Amen? Sometimes we can come to church on a Sunday, raise our hands and praise God and be absolutely genuine about giving God praise because I believe that David was absolutely genuine when it came to praising God. He loved his Lord. But that didn't change the feelings that he was going through and the emotions that he was going through. And that doesn't change for us. You can be a born again, saved Christian who loves the Lord the feelings are still real. We still have to manage them. We still have to navigate them. We still have to find support and help us go through it. I'll, I'll continue reading. He goes, Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against the unfaithful. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are my God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Mm-hmm. Who knows that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you? Yeah. Right? How many of us have felt left and forsaken by God? Knowing very much that we know the scripture that tells us he's, he, he's still there. He's still walking amongst us. But the feelings are nevertheless there. Amen. Why must I go about mourning? I praise you with the lee oh my God. Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? In the midst of worship, in the midst of praising, he's still navigating those experiences. And that is David, and that's years before any technology, and any Facebook, and any media has come into play. Amen? And it's not just David. He's not the only one. Elijah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Elijah was, Elijah was not just an awesome man of God. He wasn't you know, like a king. He was actually the prophet. Yeah. The prophet of God. And he went through a situation where he did some amazing miracles. But what was going on around him and the fear that he was experiencing based on the other things, Jezebel, and all the other stuff that was happening crippled him to such a point where he said, I have had enough, Lord, Take my life, I am not better than my ancestors. This is a prophet of God. Yeah. You see if kings that have walked with God and spent time with God we know we call David a man over god's own heart, and we and we know we called um Elijah one of the greatest prophets that exists within the Bible, if they can go through some of these feelings and emotions. Why do we think we are immune to them? Yeah? And and we're not. They experienced that because they were people. And they were doing work for God. And they were living their life. And we are the same. Amen? Let's take a look at Jonah. After God called Jonah, Jonah said this, now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. And even after God reached out to Jonah again with great compassion, he responded, I am angry enough to die. Right yeah. I, 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 it's just, I know it's a difficult subject, so, but I, 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 what I'm trying to get is that these are real topics, and we're not the first generation of people to have to that's go right. through it. Yeah, that's right yeah we're probably one of the generations that don't wanna talk about it, and so what this means is that the problem has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown, and this is just depression we know I haven't even touched on anxiety and any other of the mental health disorders that we potentially may talk about This is not by the way, this is not a mental health session this is just like <laughs> talking about struggles um and the real struggles amen um. You know, Job also, which I guess Job was trialed and tested and pushed um, to the womb. But he had thoughts that said, why, why did I not perish at birth and die as I came from the womb? Yeah. Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came to the womb? I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest but turmoil. That's what was going on with with with, with Job at the time he says i loathe my very life therefore i will give free reign in my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul you know we can have these conversations because these individuals actually wrote their their thoughts down terrors overwhelm me my life ebbs away days of suffering grip me night pierces my bones and the growing pains never rest those are pretty harsh words Amen? But these are some of the thoughts that these individuals went to, and p- people today that are going through some of these struggles go through those same intrusive thoughts. And you can imagine that if you are going through these thoughts and it is intrusive, and no matter what you were doing, it is not, you know, it, it, it's, it's not going away, and it's something that is constant. You can imagine the toll that that could have on an individual and on a person. Amen? Amen? And this is why, as, as, as believers, we do need to create a space where people feel safe to reach out and get support. Amen? Because as we saw with David, even though you could be on your knees and worshiping God, we still need to deal and support one another through these troubles and through these times and through these situations. Amen? We have got to create an environment where people feel safe enough to be vulnerable enough, rather than safe enough to be perfect enough. Amen? Because that's what we back like, doing, because we all Christian and we all say that we know that God heals, God restores, God creates, you know, He does all these things. And so if I am struggling and going through these issues, what does that say about me and my relationship with God? It doesn't say anything about your relationship with God. It says that you're going through a a difficult time. That's what it says. Your difficult time and struggles does not dictate the value of your relationship with God. Yeah? Yeah? Your struggles does not dictate the value of your relationship with God. Yeah? But for some reason, we do think that it does. And so the question is, what do we need to do as people, as a believer, as a body to encourage people or to create a space where people feel safe enough to reach out and to get support. And that starts by us pulling down the ideas that we have around what works and what doesn't. And us shaping our uh, 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 language and the way that we use. I mentioned at the very beginning that our tongue is like a rudder. And for many of us, it can steer both our ship and others' There is a if if you if you do a bit of history around um, boats and how the armada works, there's uh, a range of different ships that f- fits in armadas, like an army, but of ships. For those of you that, that don't know, um, and there's always one that leads. It's usually like the admiral or whoever you want to want to call it, right? That one ship steers itself, but it also steers everybody else and all other ships. And as believers, we sometimes get and you know and. You may not be in a position where you can see the lead ship, right? Because there's a lot of distance, a massive ocean. The ocean is big, if you didn't know that, it's huge. Um, But but you may not be in a place to see the actual front leading ship. But you can see the ship that's in front of you. And so you're seeing that ship go this way, and you're just assuming that that ship is following the ship that's in front of it, and so you all go in the same way, and you all turn left. And so you have your own rudder. But you will also, as you steer your rider, you will also steer other people that are following you and other people that are within your circle and that walking around you. So when God says there's power within our tongue, there is power within our tongue. And we should be using that power to create communities and environments that is safe for people. That gives them the support that they need. And you know, we may not be the right person to give someone the support. You know, one of the things that we we uh, we do at work is we teach people how to recognize symptoms of harm, but we then teach people how to pass them on to people that can actually help them, because sometimes you need like a qualified person that has experience in 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 dealing with issues, right? right? And so being able to recognize and pass someone on to someone that can actually give them the support that they need in a way that is not, um, in a way that is not what's the word that I'm looking for degrading and so the question that I want to pose to everybody this morning is how do we do that what can we do as believers what can we say and how can we manage ourselves in a way that creates that safe space yeah does does that make does that make sense Are are we all on the same page and it starts by pulling down those um, false ideas that we have around there is a set time that it takes to mourn loss. Because who knows, if anyone has lost someone, you never get over losing someone close to you. Right? But for some reason, we feel as if three weeks, two weeks, and then you should get back to your normal self. And that's not how it works. right? So what ideas and beliefs do we hold that are creating and adding to those barriers and that wall that I mentioned up before. Because we can ask God to pull down holes and we can ask God to do anything I need to shackles It doesn't help if we just reshackle ourselves and rebuild those holes up. Because I fully believe in the power of God. I believe that God has the power to pull down all holes, to heal all wounds, to do all the things. I just sometimes question the church and their position on that journey. Because I believe in uh, the, f- the full power of God to heal and restore. It's just sometimes we get it wrong. Yeah? And so I said at the uh, um, at, at the beginning that I was going to give a couple of uh, uh, tools um, on what we can do if we are going through uh, a loss or if we are concerned. And the first thing that I want to encourage us to do is to talk. Do not be afraid to have conversations because number one, I mentioned there's power in our tongue, and whether that conversation may be to uh, uh help someone or just raise awareness or just create a safe space it sh- we should be okay with talking about these things just as if just as we are okay with dealing with any other physical injury yeah. when someone falls outside, we're like, "Oh my gosh, how are you doing? Can I help you can I support you Da-da-da-da we should have that same attitude when it comes to any other uh uh mental health issue including depression amen depression. the other thing that i want to say works well and i'm running through this because my whole point about this is to raise awareness about the fact that depression happens right which is why i've gone through all the stories about jeremiah but i don't want to leave this without preventing s- without providing some other tools as well yeah um these individuals wrote down their stories And sometimes that's a good place for us to do as well. And again, not everyone is going to resonate with all the six steps. That's okay. Okay, You do what you need to do, what works with you. Because, you know, look at me. Not what works for me is going to work for everybody else, right? Um, Because we're different and we're unique. The Bible tells us to meditate day in and day out on the Word of God. That means do spend time in prayer. Do spend time worshiping. Do spend time reflecting on the scriptures and reading it. The scriptures are filled with stories that reflect on the nature and the the love that God has of us and our true identity. And it is good to have a counter narrative to the intrusive thoughts that run through our heads. When the thoughts tell you you're not good enough, God tells you I've died for you. And that should be good enough. Amen. And so all the intrusive thoughts that happens, we can counter that um, and Immerse ourselves in the Word of God, and that does go a long way. Um, The second thing is um, our body is a temple of the living God. So look after it. If it means going for a walk because we've been indoors for, I don't know, 24 hours and we we don't want to get ourselves up, go for a walk. If it means going for the gym, go to the gym. You know, like um, I was reading some of the, 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 the different things that it says to us about what you can u- do to, to help with um, mild depression. And it has all these different things about eating healthy, goes a long way, spending time in the kitchen, cooking with your food, going to the gym, going for a run, getting outside, getting fresh air. And to me, that just sums up with looking after our physical body as well. Amen. Amen. And the Bible sums it up But this is the temple of the living God. And therefore, you've got to look after it. You've got to do and give yourself uh, you know, training and eat healthy every now and again. Well, not every now and again. Ideally, we should eat healthy all the time and spoil ourselves every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? But these are things that can be found in the Word of God as we go through them. The last thing that I want to say is um, get support when you need it. And I would argue get support before you need it. And support may look differently, differently, may look different depending on where you're at. Having your whanau and your friends and your family around you, having groups of people that you can go to that you can rely on to support yourself uh, when you need it, to encourage you when you need it, that goes a long way. But also don't be afraid to pick up the phone and have a conversation with, with Youthline line or helpline or any other mental health agency when you need it, because there's nothing wrong with that, and don't let anybody else tell you that there is, yeah. because there isn't. And if this is the first time you hear that, praise God. Yeah. And this will be our. This should be all our narrative. Amen. The Bible talks about the importance of staying knit together. We were never meant to be on this journey alone. Amen. Never forsake the fellowship of the saints. We are meant to be doing this journey together, supporting one another, encouraging one another, helping one another on this journey. So find saints, and when I say saints, it's the people next to you. Amen. That you can trust, that you can build a relationship with, that can support you and can offer you along this journey. Because we do need support. If David and Jonah and Joel, if they all needed it, it's okay for us to need it too. Amen. And part of that means also getting the support if you need to get actual mental health support and, you know, call someone. That's okay. Like I said, every month I'm on the phone with my supervisor talking about the struggles that is there, as it were. Because we don't have to wait. We can jump the gun and start early just like we heard with without with anything else yeah depression anxiety mental health all of the issues that we go through are not new they are not something that we created because we've advanced so much and the world has changed they've been around since the very beginning And the Bible is there because it does give us the answers. Even if it's just to show us that we are not alone on this journey, because we are not alone on this journey. But it does more than that. It gives us tools. It gives us support. It shows us what's important. It reminds us about who we are. Saved, sanctified, and set free. It reminds us of the unfading love that our Father has for us. It reminds us of the importance of staying connected with one another. The importance of being immersed in the creation and the nature of God. Everything around you, the trees, the birds, the leaves, they all continually sing and glorify and praise and worship God on a constant basis. Just to be in the midst of worship goes a long way. Wow. We have support and we have the tools. It's just whether we're creating places where people actually feel that they can use those tools and get the support is what we need to do and set out. Because there's absolutely nothing wrong with God. God can heal. God can restore. God can rebuild. We just have to get out of God's way sometimes or get on board with what God wants to do. And that does mean challenging some of the ideas that we have and challenging the stereotypes that we have. Because we don't want to have to wait until it's too late before we have this conversation again. Amen? We can have it now. And that's what we hope to do for this series and for the next. Amen? Amen? And so my encouragement, and I'm going to hand over to Pastor Rafina in a minute to close off the service. My encouragement to us is let's just be bold. Because sometimes we just want to be awesome and be strong and, you know, we put on this... this facade thank you Dave. and it doesn't help anyone yeah so let's help one another for a change and let's be a little bit more vulnerable and that's okay i mean yeah is that all right let's change the language let's change the jokes let's create spaces and i'm, I'm not saying we can't make jokes because that's an awesome way To deal with some struggle times is to laugh through some of the issues that we have. Yeah? But if someone comes to us with support, let's treat that real. Because that's the difference. We can joke about stuff and laugh about something, but not at somebody else's expense. Not at somebody else's expense that is hurting and that needs support. Amen? Because we all need laughter in our lives. It's a good thing to laugh. It's just not a good thing to diminish and devalue the experiences of others. And so knowing the difference can go a long way. Why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you that you are awesome, God, and that you never leave us nor forsake us. We want to thank you that you have filled us with your Holy Spirit, and that you have blessed us with the Word of God that is filled with uh, not just stories of those that exemplify what we can go through and how we can overcome them, but also practical tools to help overcome the things and the journeys that we are going through. So this morning, Father, we just want to acknowledge you and say thank you that we can be at a place right now, Lord Father, we can have conversations that will go a long way in helping us achieve the plans and the purposes that you have set for us. So we pray this in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen.